confidence because Happy Mother's Day. And I hope you can hear me loud and clear this morning. I have some things I'd like to share with you. I want to say uh, Happy Mother's Day to all of you. And uh, I pray that God gives you peace. God gives you joy. I pray that God gives you strength today. I say to my lovely wife, who is the first lady of this congregation, that this church loves you and I love you. And I'm thankful to have you, honey. God bless you today. I pray that God would give you strength and help today. Praise God. But David Cole's going to come and leave a testimony this morning. I'll have to pull on his coattail to stop him. He's a young preacher. And so uh, he may fire up here. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Dave Cole didn't bring a microphone. That won't work. So he's grabbing one now. Praise the Lord. I am just so excited to be in the house of God today. And this, just being with the music and being in the service, it's, it's amazing. And I know everyone out there is... You know, also they're watching on the TV or watching whatever you're looking at. And it's just awesome to get a chance to, you know, to see everyone. And I remember we did the drive-in service and uh, I thought it was incredible to see all the smiling faces and to see all the ones that I love so much. I, I miss my church family. I love my church family and I'm so thankful for them. And uh, I also want to throw a shout out to my mom. Mom, I love you so much. Thank you for putting up with me all those years. You're great. And my family, if you're watching, I love you as well. Also to my beautiful wife, thank you so much for taking care of our babies. You are awesome, and I love you so much. God is so good. I, I was asking God, and he asked me to, to speak. I said, God, what, what do you have, Lord Jesus? What do you want me to say, God, to these people? And I tell you, I had a lot of stuff flooding in my head. And I was like, that's a good thing. That's a great thing. And God said to me, my people need to be encouraged. And I'm here today to encourage you in the Lord, to lift you up and tell you, you're going to make it. It's going to be all right. We may be in the middle of a pandemic right now, but, but God's going to lift you out, and you're going to be just fine. I've read this book. I've read the back of the book. I know what happens. I know who wins. I know we win. And the other day, that, that kind of got me thinking about this. It was a few days ago. My, my wife was on the phone. We were getting ready to go to sleep. We crawled in bed and getting ready to go to bed, and... Um, she gets on the phone, and I'm, in my brain, I'm thinking, ah, oh, kind of annoyed because I want to go to sleep. I got to work early in the morning. So then I hear her talking, and she's talking to, to someone, and she's encouraging them. She's lifting them up, and she's saying, you know, it's okay that you fell. It's okay that you had a problem, but God's going to forgive you for that. Let's take it from here. Let's go forward from this point, and let's do what we can for God. And she encouraged that person, and she prayed with that person, and inside I felt convicted. I'm like, you know, I, I, should, I should be doing that as well. I mean, my wife was showing me a perfect example, and I thank her for that. But I want to encourage each and every one of you in the Lord. It says here, For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I'm thankful for God's joy. I'm thankful for his love that he's given to me. So if you're going through a hard time, just know that joy is coming in the morning. It says, also, you have turned my morning into dancing. You have taken, 
You've loosed my sackcloth. That means the sadness that's on me. You've taken that sadness off. You've clothed me with gladness. You've given me joy in my soul. You've taken care of me in everything. That the glory may sing your praises and not be silent. Oh God, I will give thanks to you forever. And I thank God that he's given us this word. And if you're ever in a situation when you don't know what to do, you have a trial, you don't know what to do, go to his word. Dig into his word. This is your, this is your owner's manual for your life right here. So if you feel discouraged, dig into God's word. God bless you. Thank you so much. I love all of you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm glad we can dig into the word of God. God has our lives in his hand. I have another special special testimony and we're getting a little bit of a ring now I don't know why uh, but I'm going to have my mother come and greet you I know many of you uh, love and appreciate my mom sister Edith Stoops and uh, many people are watching from around the country and so she's 98 years young and she's going to come and give a short short testimony he was nailed to the cross for me he was nailed to the cross for me on the cross crucified for me he died he was nailed to the cross for me. That's what I feel this morning. I feel he paid he paid the full price. I don't want to ever hurt him. I know we do a lot of times unintentionally, but that's the last thing I want to do. I want to be with him in glory and to hear him take my hand and just lead me on. Praise the Lord. I love him today. Praise the Lord. Good job, Mom. Praise God. Well, there's your special Mother's Day message from Mama Dear. And some Eric's going to help her to get back to where she can watch with us today. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today I have a special message. I want to remind you that today at 4 o'clock we're going to go over to the Augusta Civic Center and we are going to have a drive-in service. And I want every one of you to be there that can be. We're just going to pack that parking lot. But we're going to fill Augusta with the joy of praising God. And that will be at 4 p.m. And God bless you. Now I'm going to the Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. And I would ask you that you would... Find a place where you can watch uh, without distraction for a few moments. One of the last things that we should not allow to happen, the last thing that we should not allow to happen, is that we get out of the habit of listening to the preaching and we get out of the habit of going to church. As soon as the doors are open, I hope that you will converge on this church and fill this auditorium. But until then, let's keep our Christian discipline of attending at least online and listening and praying and giving. And by the way, many of you are doing a fantastic job. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ 
by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Praise God. The relationship between mother and child is incredibly important. Those who have been blessed to have a mom or an adopted mom will tell you that that relationship is more important than just about any other relationship in the world except for their walk with God and perhaps their relationship with their spouse. The nurturing that a mother gives from infancy onward has been scientifically proven to be essential and helpful to the well-being of a child. And so, Mom, the importance that you have cannot be overstated. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. You know, Mom is the one who sings that forever remembered lullaby. My kids each will remember a particular song that Mama sang to them when they were little. My boys probably don't remember me singing, I've got two boys, one, two, they make a lot of noise, one, two, and I didn't sing it right. But there's those songs that parents sing, and I know I've heard my wife many times rocking the children as small kids and singing to them a special song that each of them know. Mother's the one who sings those songs, and that song of mom is the song of the angels. Mother is, is the one who bandages skinned knees and stubbed toes, who can kiss the pain away and say just the right words that makes everything okay. In our family, my wife is called Dr. Amma because whenever the grandkids get a scratch or fall down on the bike or off the bike, they go running for Amma. And Amma just knows how to make it all better. When you have been blessed with a child, I want to say this to all of the precious mothers that are listening. Hands down, training your child in the way he or she should go is the most important job you will ever do in this world. And I know that moms have lots and lots of hats that they wear. But the most important hat is training up that child in the way he should go. Notice the Bible doesn't say in the way he wants to go or in the way he would like to go. 
It says, train up the child in the way he should go. Mother knows it's more important what her child is than what her child has. And I'm so thankful for all the moms who are working so hard for their children. History shows that many of the greatest workers for God had godly mothers or godly mother figures in their life. Timothy, that we read from his, one of his books today, is one of my heroes in the New Testament. There are two books that are named after Timothy, but not only that, he's listed as a joint sender with Paul of 2 Corinthians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 and 2 Thessalonians, and Philemon. All these books, he is listed as a joint sender, as well as two books named after him. Now, isn't it interesting there's no mention in the scripture of Timothy's dad? He may have died while Timothy was a small child. There's nothing in the scriptures, however, that give us any indication that Timothy's father was even a Christian. Yet in spite of Timothy's father being uninvolved in his life, Timothy became one of God's all-time greats. And you and I know why. Because Timothy had a godly mother named Eunice and a godly grandmother named Lois who influenced Timothy from an early age. Paul testified that Timothy's faith was unfeigned. It was sincere and honest. Grandma Lois, Lois's faith was sincere and honest. Mother Eunice's faith was sincere and honest. And they transmitted that sincerity and honesty to Timothy. Grandmother, Eunice, uh, Grandmother Lois and Mama Eunice pointed Timothy to God. Not by what they said so much as by what they did. They were examples, more perhaps than the power of their words. I can guarantee you that Timmy's, Timothy's mom and grandmother did not say, you love your neighbor as yourself, while they talked and gossiped about their neighbors themselves. I can tell you that they did not say, give yourself to God, while they stayed home from church. I can tell you that Timothy's mom and grandmom didn't send Timothy to church. They brought him to church. You see, there's a principle that we always must remember. You teach some by what you say, more by what you do, but most by what you are. And I just want to say this to you, mom, grandma, it's not too late. It's good that we can start today training, tutoring, uh, you have a tremendous influence on your grandkids. You can have a tremendous influence uh, upon your children and even your adult grown-up children. A parent's influence, for good or for evil, is so documented, and it's especially documented in the Bible. Did you know that the kings of Judah, when the Bible records whether they did good or whether they did evil, gave them credit or discredit, it was based upon the influence of their mothers. And it would say, and his mother's name was, and it would give the praise or the condemnation, if it was a bad king, to the mom. Remember I told you Timothy was a joint sender in six of 
the Apostle Paul's epistles. Timothy's mom and grandmom taught him, one of the things they taught him was to choose his friends carefully. He chose a good friend in the Apostle Paul. I want to stop and say what a dear, dear friend, Brother Stevens, you have been to me over the years. We've been good friends. We've hunted together. We've done a little bit of fishing together. We've done some crazy things together, and we've done a lot of gospel work together. And don't ever forget the coldest day of your life was with me one day on a hunting trip. But you can tell a lot about a person by the company they keep. The people you choose for associates, the persons that you gravitate to, and with whom you choose to be personal friends, tells a lot about your character. Everybody needs friends. Now, I want to just say this to you. Loners do not do well. You need to make an effort to make friends. The Bible says in, in Proverbs 18, 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. A friend's influence has such a great bearing upon your life. And this is what one of the things that I learned about choosing friends in the Word of God. In Amos chapter 3 and verse 3, it asks this question, can Two walk together except they be agreed. Can two walk hand in hand while traveling in opposite directions? So God help us to choose our friends wisely. The word of God even gives us some, some parameters to use in Proverbs 22 and 24. Make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. James said, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. So godly mothers encourage their kids to form friendships that are wholesome friendships that are good, and friendships that are healthy. So important. A man by the name of Jim Rohn said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Think about that. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Proverbs 12 says, the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. So Proverbs says the righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, mom will risk your displeasure and tell you what you need to hear as opposed to someone who always takes your side to ingratiate himself with you. Mom does not tell her children the things they like to hear so they can stay in, she can stay in their favor or gain their approval or try to be their most favored friend. I think it's wonderful that, that children look at their mom as a friend, but I think it's very important 
that we do not try so hard to be a friend that we are not the parent. Mom, one thing that we need to be careful of, do not pass along hurtful or negative talk, whether true or false. Doesn't matter how true it is. Just so you can be on your child's inner circle. I think it's important that, that our kids hear things that are pure and good and wholesome and right and, and that we teach them good values. You can thank God for a mom who will encourage you to do right and to be true to God. Praise God. I thank God for moms like that. Thank God for moms that share biblical values. Love God. Love the church. Love her brothers and sisters and respects authority. Thank God for moms who are builders and not wreckers. You will begin to think and talk like the person you listen to the most. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed, says Proverbs 13:20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Wow. Everybody needs a mentor. Everybody needs a mentor that they give permission to instruct, permission to help and advise and correct. And I notice in the Word of God that Ruth chose Naomi. And she said to Naomi, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou lodgest I will go, and where thou lodgest I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Because a young widow named Ruth followed the advice of her mother-in-law, Ruth became the wife of Boaz. She became the mother of Obed and the great-grandmother of King David and in the lineage of Jesus Christ because she had a mentor that was a godly woman. Everybody needs a godly mentor in their life. A young lady by the name of Hadassah had a mentor named Mordecai. And because of Mordecai's counsel, Hadassah became the Jewish queen that we know as Queen Esther. Everybody needs a mentor in their life. You would not read of the, the mighty prophet Elisha who ministered for about 50 years in the northern kingdom of Israel if it were not for his mentor Elijah. David had Samuel. John Mark had Barnabas. Timothy had Paul. Notice how many great men and women in the Bible became great because they had someone that was teaching, counseling, advising, that they gladly allowed to speak into their lives. I value and appreciate and love the influencers that God has placed in my life. Proverbs 1 says that fools despise instruction. But Proverbs also says a wise man will hear. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Charles Plum is a man who served in the United States Navy. 
He was a United States Naval Academy graduate, and he was a jet fighter pilot in Vietnam. He had completed 75 combat missions when he was shot down. Plum ejected, parachuted right into enemy hands, and he spent six years in a Vietnamese prison. By the grace of God, however, he survived. And you may have heard of him because he has given lectures on many lessons he learned in the Navy. One day, he said while eating at a restaurant with his wife, a man came up and said, you're plum. You flew jet fighters in Vietnam. You flew off the carrier, the Kitty Hawk. You were shot down. How in the world did you know that? Asked Plum. I packed your chute, the man replied. Charles Plum, in surprise and gratitude, actually had to catch his breath. The man standing in front of him had packed his chute. The man shook his head and said, I guess it worked. Plum assured him it had and said, Friend, if your shoot hadn't worked, I wouldn't be here today. That night, Mr. Plum could not sleep. He said, I kept pondering in my mind what he might have looked like in a Navy uniform. That Dixie cup hat, a bib on the back, bell-bottom trousers. I wonder how many times I had seen him and not even said, good morning, how are you? or anything because, you see, I was a fighter pilot and he was just a sailor. Mr. Plum thought a lot about that man who had packed his chute and the hours he had spent at a wooden table at the bottom of a ship, carefully packing his and other chutes. He held in his hands the chute, the fate of someone he did not even know. I'm going to ask you this. Who is packing your chute? I want to th say thanks to mom, my mother, who raised me to love the Lord and to serve the Lord and to do the will of God. I want to say thank you to a godly wife who has encouraged me to live for God and serve the Lord. I thank God for those who have packed my chute, for those who have taken the time to be sure that when I did have to take that jump, that it would be successful. Thank God. And I ask you this question. Make sure you have somebody that you know that's packing your chute for you, that is helping you and, and giving you good counsel. And, and be careful some of the counsel that we get nowadays off the internet or off of some TV program can be very bad advice. But thank God for moms and dads and for pastors and teachers and, and for people, elders in the church that we can count on to not just be a sounding board, but to be someone that will give us good advice. Who is packing your parachute? Thanks, Mom. And I think maybe today would be a good day for all of us to give thanks. I know today is a bittersweet day because I know that some of us, this is your first Mother's Day without your mom. And I'm praying for you today. And for those who, whose moms have gone on 
you're in our prayers. This is our first Mother's Day without my wife's mother, Bonnie Jean. And she is totally unforgettable. We love her so much. And we miss her today. But we're thankful for the goodness of the Lord. And we're thankful for God's blessings. And now I'm going to move over to this keyboard. And uh, let's sing a song before we go. Don't forget today we're going to have a powerful service at 4 o'clock Eastern time. It's going to be a great, great time at the Augusta Civic Center. Thank you, Jesus, for your many blessings today. Father, I ask that you would send your love and your presence right now to everyone that's listening to the sound of my voice. God, I pray today that this would, would be a day of great peace, a day of thanksgiving for all your many blessings, and that every mother especially would feel the undergirding of your strength. And I pray for those single parents today who carry the load by themselves. I pray that God would give them strength. Lord, truly, they'll never be alone because you're always going to be there for them. And I thank you for every child who's listening. Lord God, I pray for every one of our kids. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen. I have this confidence because I've seen the faithfulness.